obviously when we got to Europe, um, that that blew up. That did. Um, you know, it went it went viral. Yeah, right? I remember. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. scored the penalty, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so um, Evans. Welcome back to the Talking Reality podcast, and we are talking the reality of opportunities through sport. Uh, we've got our guest today, Elliot Evans. Elliot, nice to see you, mate. How are you doing? Good afternoon, man. Welcome, Elliot. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, looking forward to it. yeah, we're going to be talking to you about your your football story, yeah. working in football, so it's your passion. But I suppose first question really is, where did it start? How did it begin? Yeah. Um, I think like any any lad, I mean, you boys probably had similar experiences with sport where you just you just play out on the street. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, back in the day, you could play on the street. You don't really you don't really see it much now. Either, no, it's kind of changed these days. Yeah, most most sure. kids are indoors, aren't they're they? Indoors, on their phones they're indoors, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. whatever they're doing now. But yeah, you know, when we were growing up, it was you go out and play on the street. That's and, right. Uh, yeah, that's how I started really. Um, I'm from a like sporty background, like my family. Um, more rugby, to be honest. Okay. Um, certainly on my, my mum's side of the family are more yeah. rugby. My dad's more of a rugby man, but then I've got an uncle who's really into football as well. So always encouraged to, to take up really loads of sports, to be honest. What sort um, of age were you when you got into sports? Probably about, yeah, five or six. Five okay. or six, really. Um, I was just, yeah, I was probably about six years old when I, when I started. Did you have a preference in what sport you played? Or? I think it's football straight away. Isn't it? okay. it's, it's, the, you know, it's the most popular game. So you, so you played a lot as a kid in, in school? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I didn't join a club until I was about nine years old, so I kind That's of That's kind of late, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite quite late to join yeah, a team, to be honest. Yeah. I was about nine. I think my mum, I, I don't know why she wouldn't let me. I wanted to join way before that, but she was sort of like, quite like the family life. Right, yeah, weekend. yeah. It does take it's, up a lot of time. It does take time. up a lot of time, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah for certainly, sure. certainly with your parents taking you everywhere, so it was, yeah, I think I was about nine years old when I really joined the team. I went to clubs and things like that, but... I think um, yeah, to actually join a team was about nine, so yeah, fairly. So when you when you first started playing football, did it come natural to you, um, or is it something you kind of had to really work on? It's, yeah, it's a good question. I've I've always said yeah, it probably did come natural. I think you do have that natural sort of um, ability within yourself. Yeah. Um, you know when you first sort of kick a ball, but when you're practicing as a youngster, even out on the street, just kicking a ball against a wall. That's practice. Of course, yeah, yeah of course, yeah. man. You don't realise what you're doing. You just but it becomes like a sort ball. of like muscle memory, doesn't it? With exactly. these, well, within any sport, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously you can kind of develop that as you go on, really. For sure, man. Um, you don't realise that it's you know you're working hard on your technique. Yeah, you, you think you're just kicking a ball, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, so it's what was what was the first club you actually played for then? Uh, Garden City. Garden City. City. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Local team? Yeah, like everyone playing yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. for Garden City or Chapter Town, it's one of the two, isn't it? Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, Garden City, yeah. I think one question that's always kind of uh, fascinates me about someone who's achieved what you've achieved, at what age, at what point did you realise you, you were better than most of the people you were playing with? Um, I don't know if you think, you, you know, you, you know you've got a bit of ability, you know yeah, you've yeah, yeah. something good, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of good players in our area. I was never... You know, I always realised I was a decent player. I always thought I was, you know, had, yeah. had something, but I didn't really start showing it until until maybe I got into senior football really properly. Really? Yeah. yeah. Always had like ability, but like school teams, I didn't. I don't think I really did myself justice. I, I wasn't. Um, 
was quite I was quite anxious of myself really okay. as a youngster to be honest to really go and showcase what I could yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with you, was that kind was, of um, was it like a confidence thing? Yeah. or Was it you didn't want to show other people up or? It, no, it was more. It was more just a confidence thing. Not one. You kind of just want to stay with the crowd, sort of thing. You don't yeah. stand out too much. I kind of had that a little bit. That makes there. sense. Yeah. I can see that. It was, it was a bit strange, really. But I always had, always did have ability, no doubt about that. But it was just, you know, can I bring that out of myself more consistently? Right. And until I started, sort of, yeah, like I say, playing senior football, that's when I really thought, like, if I have a real good go at this. Um, but no, like I say, I, you know, I was always, always someone who's known, to, you know, play football. And, yeah. Um, all my mates play football, and, and they still do now. So, it's, it's so as as, as a nine-year-old. Um, what what was your kind of like thought process? Was it I just playing this for fun, or I'd like this to be my career one day? Yeah. What what sort of thought think, process did you have? Yeah, I think it's yeah. When you're growing up, you want to be a footballer, don't you? That's that's kind of well, yeah. yeah we, we joke about it all the time, don't yeah. we? Like that that was our like vision. I mean, we we sort of brought up on like people like David Beckham. And yeah, yeah. We all fancy. I mean, me and him were no good. Yeah, yeah. You know that. Speak anyway, for yourself. <laughs> you know he's good. He's awful. He's awful. He's awful. He's awful. He's got his own strength. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, actually, for like, for people like me and Nate, uh, who weren't really taking it serious, mm. it's more of a fantasy, isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, I want to be Beckham or something like that. Yeah. But for you, I guess, having some kind of ability and recognizing that mm. um, I've got something at a young age, you yeah. probably might have thought differently, like this yeah, could actually be a thing. You know, I think one of the questions I want to ask you is. is <laughs> There's obviously a huge gulf, isn't there, between the top of foot, the football pyramid, mm-hmm. top flight, um, and grassroots football. Yeah. And from your perspective, working in the game, how do you think they c- could close that gap? Yeah, it's, a, it's an excellent question. Um, how long have you got to answer it? Well, exactly. Um, yeah. I think the, the biggest thing is the amount of money trickling down from the Premier League at the right. top level. Um, there has to be more money going into that grassroots game, the amateur game, semi-pro clubs. Uh, one to improve coaching. Yeah. Um, so obviously that, that coach education side, there's more coaches coming through um, the coach education system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So better equipped to go and improve players, um, facilities. I think we spoke right off off camera before um, regarding 4G pitches. I think I read somewhere that um, on average there's like 12 weekends a year that games are walk, you know waterlogged pitches. Games are called off. So having 4G pitches, that's a lot of contact time with kids. To, you know to play the missing out yeah, 12 games. Yeah. Yeah, um, so yeah, I think 4G pitches, the quality of the 4G pitches, obviously you're not playing on bobbly sort of grass pitches like a lot of, you know, community clubs do now. Yeah. Um, I think that's massive. So it, ha- it has to be from the Premier League, but the problem is um, the FA and the Premier League are separate entities. So the FA is responsible for what I've just said there, coaching facilities, right. uh, providing more full-time jobs yeah. within their system. Um, for those better coaches to get those jobs, but the Premier League uh, is, is where the money is. They're, they're making, as, as you can see, like five billion pound TV deal. I think I read some of they've just signed with the US market another one billion pound deal. So the amount of money flooding into the Premier League is massive, yeah. but the FA don't don't have that money. It's the Premier League, you know, they, that's kind of central. The trend's kind of the business end of the scale. Well, yeah. you, look at, you look at that Newcastle takeover now. And yeah, I said to you off camera that how. how It'd be interesting to see how that changes the, yeah. the game at yeah, the top. Yeah. Very but, interesting. You know, over the next five years. But yeah. I think again, it is it's quite sad, really, because you know, at the top of the game, football is just primarily a business now. It is a business. Absolutely. Yeah. We were talking we, earlier as well, me off camera, about how people actually watch football now, and 
um, you know, we talked about Sky Sports, didn't they? Had a kind of, and that point you made about Sky Sports, mm. what, what, what were you saying again um, about they took over, didn't they? They took over the Premier League. Yeah, so they got the rights to the Premier League yeah. and it's sort of. Um, they sort of glamorised it, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of kind of a bit like what, what Eddie Hearn's done with boxing. Mm. Yeah. Very Pulled it out of the grassroots, glamorised it, it's like stadium events. Yeah. It's a it's a spectacle. Ninety thousand people going to watch. Yeah, yeah and what's the Premier? Yeah. And you look at the Premier League, even the lower clubs. Yeah, mostly sellouts usually. Yeah, there's a lot of like passion, and it's kind of a it's a spectacle every game. Yeah, it's, a, it's an unbelievable product. To be fair, yeah. but going back to your question, Nathan, about um, you know the difference between the top level and the grassroots game, the, the FA are obviously in charge of like the grassroots game and improving the standard. There. Yeah. Premier League, they don't care about the grassroots game. No. They're just, as you said, a business. So. Well, most of the chairmen probably have never played football in their lives. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And most <laughs> of the, you know, they're entire everyone. They're, they're foreign investors. Yeah. They're not interested in communities. If they were, you'd have seen evidence of exactly. it. Exactly. I know I, I said off camera earlier, like Man City is the only example I can think of where they've yeah. gone and pumped money into the community. But most, exactly. you know, like you said about Brandwich at Chelsea, he, Going back to Newcastle, you look at Mike Ashley and like the, the community absolutely hated the guy, mm. right? And listen, I don't know enough about the, the story about what it was. I mean, ultimately, I think he was just treating that club like a like a business. A business yeah. I think the people who go to Newcastle, it's not like, it's, they, they, like the Geordies, they absolutely love football, don't mm. they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, very passionate. Fans, very yeah. passionate. And if you've got someone sat there running that club who doesn't, they, like the ethos just don't match up. You know, you're you're always going to get a very negative back backlash from the fans, aren't you? Yeah. I think I think it's like a natural conflict. Like if if the guy or the woman who's acquired the club has a has a business idea for it, but it, it often conflicts with what the fans want, mm. what the community wants, yeah. what's actually best for the club. I mean, it's happened. It, like, I support Aston Villa. It's happened at Villa. Mm. You have American owners who you know got hockey teams, and they're, they're more interested in the things that they enjoy. So of course, like, and it's probably a lack of understanding of our game as well. If they haven't taken an interest in the previous, yeah. mm-hmm. so it's it's a business rather than you know something that we should try and look into and try and please everyone. So, yeah, improve the game basically. Yeah, and, and push the club forward yeah. uh, rather than just you know a, a passive income, which exactly. I think it is for a lot of these. Oh, it is massive. Yeah, and, and like I said. Um, whether that's right or wrong, I, I do think the Premier League should be putting more money into grassroots. They do. There is a fund, I think, where, yeah. they, where they do put money, but it's not. It's a small percentage. Of what yeah. yeah, it's not enough. No, yeah, no, no, way. You, the, the evidence is just, is just there. It's, just, no, it's, it's not, not enough. Near enough. No, um, yeah. And it's sad, really, isn't it? Mm. I think because well, money corrupts things, doesn't it? And you of see course, that. Yeah. You see that. Well, football is very corrupt at the top, anyway. Yeah. Was, I saw in the news the other day. Was it Seth Blatter and? Who's the other one? Patini. Patini, yeah. Yeah, they've they yeah. got they're investigation again. Yeah. Or they've all sorts going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's <laughs> Something's going, going on, but either yeah. way, it's, it's corrupt, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's ultimately money that's doing that. Money Same as you, yeah. you look you see that at the top level of all sport, Russia yeah. with the Olympics. Yeah. Um Spot all that sort of stuff. Money just corrupts it. Yeah. But you know, then ultimately like, like what what we're talking about, you need to get that money down. They do need to get that money down to the grassroots. They need because, to spread the wealth, basically. Yeah, of course. Spread the wealth, yeah, spot on. Because that, there's so much money you're watching the Premier League. You, you see the TV deals at this time. Why can that not go, you know, a percentage of that goes to, to grassroots, yeah? It's so it's so much that it, it seems excessive, doesn't it? I mean, when you buy a ticket for a Premier League yeah. game or even a shirt, it's it's so excessive and it, it keeps going up as well. Oh, I remember a shirt was like £20 back in the day and now it's like 
least 70. Yeah. Could be yeah, 90 least, if you want yeah. the replica. So it's, yeah. it's getting crazy. Um, just going back to you yourself, what what are like the ticket prices in, in, in the Welsh Premier League? Uh, yeah, so around seven quid a game, I think. Really? Yeah. Sometimes. See, like that's, yeah. that's crazy, isn't it? Met as well. Percentages like, yeah. compared to the Premier League. Exactly. Such a contrast. And that as well would offer students to go in for a quid, like wow. just to get just a to get pound. people in. Imagine yeah. that a pound to go into your game. Yeah, and it's you know it's decent enough level to go you know go and watch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Enjoy, yeah. Don't get me wrong, yeah. It's not the Premier League, the English Premier League by any stretch, but you know for that value for money, like say seven quid, it's, it's nothing, isn't it? Course, yeah, 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 as opposed to 60 70 quid for a Premier League game, yeah. And, and I suppose it's a nice, it's got, I can imagine it's got more of a community feel, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And you've got a lot of locals who, who come and watch, as I say, like a network quite unique in that sense. We get students coming to watch and, and that type of thing, so um, yeah, a bit more like community feel, which I think can only be good for certainly you know, Sandy Pro Football and, and our National League in Wales, really, yeah, of course, man. So, how long have you played for Matt? Um, too long, uh, nah, uh, quite a while, so. Joined them in 2010 as an 18-year-old starting uni. Um, played there for three years throughout my undergrad. And then I went to Monmouth for a couple of years uh, because there were a couple of divisions higher at the time. Um, I just wanted to start, sort of kick on with my football a little bit. Cool. Um, just just for our viewers, um, is Cardiff and Monmouth both in the, the Welsh Premier? Monmouth, uh, I think they're two divisions below the Welsh Premier now. So at the time, sorry, they... Cardiff Met were in Welsh Division 3. Okay. Oh, wow. obviously okay. three divisions below the Welsh Yeah, Premier. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, I think my, my last year of undergrad, we won the league, so we went up, and then Monmouth were in the, not in the Welsh Premier, the one below, which is yeah. the, it's called the Cumbria South now. Half decent level of football. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went there for a couple of years. Great, great group of lads, loved it there. But, oh, again, I wanted to kick on my football a bit more. And, um, yeah, with, with uh, I went to go back and study a Masters as well, so... It seemed the logical choice to go back to Met because they would put pumping loads of money into the facilities. It looked like they were going to go and push for Welsh Prem. I thought that's probably my best avenue if I want to go and kick on with my footballers to go and play in the Welsh Premier League. Um, so I went back to Met then, um, and that was around 2015. So I've been there ever since then. So probably just my ninth season, maybe this season. So yeah, quite a while. Are all the players students? So they're either ex students, um, people who work at the uni, or student, current students. Oh, so, so you might have like yeah. left. Because you, you lecture as well. I, I do a little bit of lecturing um, on one of the modules at the uni. We've got uh, one of our lads, he's, he's a, a senior lecturer. So oh, wow. Yeah, okay. he's well so, yeah, a few of the boys are lecturing, actually. A couple, a couple of them are. So, um, so when you've gone and done your degree, they, they pay for your degree, do they? No, no, no. There's, you get some um, sort of, some kind of bursaries and that type of thing to help with like my masters. But I, yeah, pretty much my, my masters was pretty much paid for. I paid a little bit. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a misconception. A lot of people think um, in Welsh football that net they pay for their degrees, but yeah, I do, do, yeah. the ma- do the math service nine nine grand a year. It'd be a lot, wouldn't it? Yeah. Nine grand a year across three years, twenty seven k. That's just for one player. So yeah, that's not cheap. Is that you know what's what's the outlay there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, be, be realistic. So no, nobody sort of receives any sort of bursaries or anything um, in terms of like paying for their their undergrad. There's some sort of help with masters. Um, for some of the students, uh, there's potential for it to be a fully fledged professional league. Um, and I think that would probably be the way to go uh, in terms of improving the quality yeah. uh, of the product. Um, but yeah, it'd, it'd be interesting to see what happens about over the next few years. Really. How long do you see yourself playing? Playing, playing football. Yeah, playing yeah. Football um, I think in my head, I'd like to play until I'm about 35. Okay. If I'm honest, so I've got a few years. Yeah, 
you're not just a player though, are you? You, you do coaching as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is so, it, and that's, is that through the university? Yeah, I coach at the academy. So we've got obviously a fully fledged sort of academy. Wow, um, okay. So yeah, I've got a role there in the academy. I coach in the 16s team, so. Is, um, so those opportunities, have they come directly through playing for the yeah, university? Yeah, 100%, yeah. I've got opportunities. That's amazing. So I guess you yeah. coaching roles through, through playing, really. Um, which is, you know, in some ways you'd be kind of fast up into those those jobs a little yeah, bit, but yeah. at the same time you take your opportunities and you, uh, you know, I quite enjoy like watching players and, and talent idea and that type of thing. So I think yeah, yeah, yeah. director role or director of football role somewhere would be would be perfect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's potentially in the back of my mind something I'd like to to go down. Um, also, there's a lot of opportunity there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. To stay within football and you've had a lot of opportunities through football. Yeah, so I guess definitely. that's what you know. One of the reasons we've got you on is yeah. because. I want our viewers and, and listeners to understand that there is an op- there's opportunity to work with them all for. Yeah, I think um, I, I want to work in football as well. So, you know, I'm doing everything I can really to, to when I start playing, being in a position where I can work in football full time. And um, I, think, I, think, out of it. I think you're a good example of someone who's um, obviously you're talented in football, mm. but it's it's not like a like a one string to your bow. Absolutely, it's, yeah. it's taking you into a coaching room, lecturing. Yeah. Um, and it's just good for, for the viewers just to hear that, you know, there's, there's more opportunities on football because I think as a kid, you just kind of think you're just going to be a baller, yeah. right? You're yeah, you think you play yeah. the Premier League. Yeah, yeah you don't yeah. think, oh, actually, there, there's more branches to this tree. Yeah. You know, you, you can you can venture off into to different avenues. Definitely. Um, and I think you've got to think about that because realistically, how many actually go and make it in the Premier League where you can... Yeah, like I, I can imagine if you've got the statistics up to be very... It's, it's you, wouldn't it? So that would actually... Well, well, also, yeah. Yeah. look at it, you've got probably a squad of like, I don't know, 30 players yeah. all together and 20 teams. And that's a revolving exactly. door, isn't it? Exactly. And most, how many of them are British? Exactly. Now, you know? And that so, hasn't, yeah, like you say, like the amount of foreigners coming into the Premier League has a knock-on effect down the leagues. And yeah. lots of the quality where maybe somebody would have been playing Premier League 20 years ago. They might be playing championship now or league one now, do you know what I mean? So triples down. Um I think yeah, it's you think definitely of, you also think about like the youth contracts. Yeah. Most kids get cut, don't they? It's a very cutthroat. Oh, it's cutthroat, yeah. yeah. Very you know, cutthroat. It's um, I mean there's examples of lads from Chaps who've been with clubs for, for ten years and they've they've just been released like that, you know. Yeah, and yeah. It's all like like what, what do I do next? So I think having that sort of coaching avenue to go down that yeah, for sure. good solid education safety route. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Just, I think it is vitally important because Yeah, well, you know, you can't, like, like I say, how many actually go and make it in the Premier League where they you know, make enough money when they don't have to work again when they mm-hmm. retire? Not many footballers do. The majority have to go and work, um, you know, when they're, when they're playing, they's finished. So I think that's... And ultimately, it's a short career, isn't it? That's a very good point. I think it's vital that you, you have different avenues to go down, definitely. For sure, you, know, you might not go down the education route, but, you know, I think it's good to help out to kind of fall back There's on. something to think about to, to kind of evolve into your next role so, yeah, and so keep, keep a purpose. So what was your degree in? What did you do your actual degree uh, in? Sport science. You know, I did my master's in sport management. So wow, okay. I, I, I had the idea I wanted to maybe go down the sports science route and you know be a sports scientist yeah. um, at a football club. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I, when I took the degree. Um, Realised that probably wasn't the way I wanted to go after doing my degree, but it was you know, a useful qualification to have. Um, For sure, yeah. And I'd also had that idea of maybe being an academy manager or uh, like I said, director of football or something. Um, later on down the line, so when I did my master, I thought, oh, maybe the management route might be good to go down, you know. Um, so, yeah, hopefully I'll start me in good stead moving yeah, yeah. forward, but, yeah. Yeah, so, Evs, you said about, um, obviously, you do your lecturing, uh, you've done, completed your master's now? Completed your master's, yeah. yeah. So, you're a bit older now, um, which brings me to the question about 
what's the importance um, of keeping yourself in shape? Uh, obviously, as you age, uh, footballers, what do they go into, like 35 or something like that? Yeah, most, Ronaldo, most, yeah. most of them get your anomalies, like Ronaldo, yeah. Beckham went for a while, didn't Zlatan, he? Yeah, yeah. 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 Zlatan, Zlatan, yeah. Zlatan's a good yeah. yeah. So, um, was he now? Like 40, yeah. 40 yeah, around yeah. yeah. that age. Yeah. Um, yeah, just tell us a bit about the importance of keeping yourself in shape. Yeah. No, it's vital, like you said, the examples there at the top level, but I think even at our level, at Welsh Prem sort of level, like you say, you know, you could go in and be some money that helps pay yeah. the mortgage off for, you know, a considerable you know, period of time alongside working full time um, away from football. So it's, uh, it's absolutely vital. Are, um, are most people in shape? I mean, yeah. I haven't seen any of the Welsh Premier, yeah, so yeah. I'm just... Yeah, no, generally, you don't, I think maybe 10, 15 years ago, you've got people... Um, maybe a little bit overweight in the league, but yeah. I think generally the, the standards have improved and you don't see many many players who are overweight. You might get the odd, like you said, the odd person who's just naturally a bit overweight, but yeah, yeah. generally everyone looks after themselves. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you have to. It's, it's yeah, definitely vital. And ultimately, yeah. that's key to longevity, isn't it? Exactly. Um, and like if, say, you want, if you want a long career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like if you're working full time in you know, your day to day job, but you're playing part time inside, obviously, in our league, and you're earning decent money. As I said, that can help pay your mortgage off, that can pay for a holiday every year, do you know what I mean? And you know, players see it that way, I think, at our level. And I think I think staying in shape and, and that longevity, like you mentioned, I think is vital to obviously being able to, to maximise your earnings throughout that time. And success is vital. Yeah. Success. Exactly. exactly. I'd imagine also you kind of need to to keep your place in the team, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's gonna yeah, be competition. Yeah. Um I mean, it's that's a, everywhere. It's a young man's game as well. So yeah, you know, yeah. young lads coming in that naturally fit and you know, you have to you have to maintain yeah, that hundred yeah. percent. So yeah, it's it's absolutely vital being fit. You can't play football at any decent level uh, without you know good base fitness. So yeah, it's vital. Yeah, is it is it quite a physical league? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, teams are very well organised. You don't get many games where it's an eight or nine nil. You know, the the odd time that might happen, but generally games are you know, pretty close and pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty close. Yeah, you get. TNS generally win the league, although the last two years they haven't, but they're the only full-time pro team. So naturally that's going to you know, be a, a massive advantage for them. Um, yeah, you said that earlier, didn't you? Yeah, they, train just, every day. They, get, they get a lot of money, don't they, in TV rights? From the... Yeah, so obviously if they, you win the league, you get into the Champions League uh, qualifiers um, in our, from our league. So that's, that's worth, I think, about half a million a year. And wow, that, that could be their budget for the fun. year to go and you know, get those better players coming in. And like I said, they, they train four times, so they're training every day. Whereas like a net, we train twice a week. Everyone thinks we're full time because a lot of the boys are students, but we train twice a week. We always have been. The majority of teams are twice a week. Do you do um, extra training outside that? Yeah, in my own time. Yeah, and, and we'll have different things like physio and, and S&C sessions around that as well. So there's a little bit more you get out of it, which is... Is the training more. sort of enforced by the coaching in terms of like, the, the so you, SEC and that type of thing. Yeah, like you said, you do your training outside yourself. Yeah. But is that enforced by like a coach or is it? Yeah, I think during during the lockdowns in particular, they were yeah. they were big on us, you know, recording our runs and, and that type of thing. Shape. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned like you don't normally get like a 10 nil or something. And that, I, I guess that shows like the, the level of football yeah. you're playing at. Like yeah. teams are organised even if they're... And it's competitive. Yeah. And it's competitive. This is competitive. Um, yeah. Like as a spectator, I mean... To me, I always look at that and think, well, that's the golfing class. Mm. Um, so I guess it is quite a, an even league then if people are yeah. still having a go and not, not just being done like 
Ten of do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, grassroots, you could easily see like husbands in there, yeah. maybe triple figures yeah. on Sunday yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It gets it's, ridiculous. Yeah, but big disparities in. in I guess level. that, especially uh, if you were playing in the back four. Yeah, yeah. Sitting in the back four. <laughs> if you were left back on the bench. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, but I, I guess like you were saying that you know you, you didn't get a lot of coaching mm. in terms of like professional coaching. No, not at all. So um, I guess that translates into the results. So, like, if you look at teams that just have no mm. no defense, yeah, yeah, you know, ten nil. So in our league, every every manager has to have a UEFA pro license, which is the highest okay. level of coaching club. So if you're doing your pro license, you know a little bit. So I guess that kind of sifts out the sort of like the yeah. bad at the football pitch because exactly, he knows yeah. everything. Yeah. Actually, so is that what you're doing now as well? You're no, no, I'll be a few years off. And I'd like to do it one day. Okay, it's yeah. just tough to get on. Um, oh, okay. Unless you've played 500 league games in the football league or 300 so they don't just, games, it's not yeah. one of those where it just hands out to like but anyone who's they'll, they'll fast track a lot of the pros, right. which is which is fine because like with the FAW they'll try and um, try and sell their courses. Okay, um, and if they've got Thierry Henry, which they have done, Tim Cahill, um, yeah. Patrick Vieira, names like that, big names, yeah, it's going to sell it a little bit more. So you can yeah. understand how they get on, um, and they get fast track through the, the coaching qualifications. But someone like me has to go through the, you know, the, the the whole route, the whole pathway, really. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to do my pro license one day, um, but it's it's, uh, it's a long way off, yeah. Um, but yeah, most of the coaches, well, all the coaches have that in their league. So how um, does it work then? Because like, although I love watching football, I'm yeah. like an expert in this side. How does it work with like the coaching badges then? Because you're doing badges now, is that right? You're doing coaching. Badges. Yeah. So I, I completed my UEFA license. So you've got um, it differs between like England, the English FA will have it different to the Welsh FA, for okay, example. Yeah, I, yeah. I did it through the Welsh FA, obviously, being in Wales, and yeah, course, my best, yeah. it was my best chance to get through uh, that pathway, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got, obviously, a level one, level two, and then it gives you A for B, you A for A, you A for Pro, so it's five levels. So okay, I've done, yeah. I've done the A for A, and it's level four, so it's only the pro to go, but it's, I mean, they're not the be-all and end-all the coaching qualifications, but they do, it's a level of sort of accreditation for coaches to course, show that they're yeah. that kind of level of understanding. And, and there's the and quality um, yeah, of course, and, and like I say all of the coaches have it um, have that pro license within the league so obviously they're able to set up teams really well because they're tactically you know their tactical understanding is good yeah 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 you know they can improve players so that's yeah, how the, yeah. the level raises throughout the league and I think it has been um, in the last 10 years definitely so would you say you've seen a difference then um, compared to when you first started yeah I mean I've only been playing in the league this is my sixth season so it's a relatively sort of short space of time but, yeah um, I'd say so yeah I'd say year on year it, you know the, the the competitiveness of the league is, is always there and I think it's been it's been quite good that the TNS won the league about seven eight years on the banks yeah obviously the, the, the full time pro team I mentioned um, and the last two years Comiskey have won it the, the league so I think that's been good for the league in terms of yeah, definitely. Yeah, you don't want a team running away with it every year, like Rangers and Celtic in Scotland. You know, of course, yeah, like a two-horse race. Exactly. Yeah, yeah so we we've got a bit of that in the Welsh Prem, but I think it was good that Comiskey won won the league. Yeah, it's for sure. Competitive going. And and since they've won it, I'm guessing it's more competitive now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the top of the at the top of the, the league. Yeah, well, but ironically, this season now TNS are running away a little bit with it, but they yeah. they signed quite well in the in the summer and um, obviously strengthened because they, they thought they needed to. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, they they probably win the league this year, but I think it then translates into European places. Obviously, like we obviously we gone to Europe a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think that's that's how we were sort of judged as a league then um, on our European. Yeah, uh, performances, um, and they've they've not been great over the last few years. To be honest, the results haven't been 
probably what they should be. Um, I think that's that's hopefully going to improve over the next few years. Yeah, of course, man. Um, I mean, ultimately, again, it probably just comes down to money, doesn't it? It does, uh, yeah. The, yeah, the, league, the league needs more money. I mean, it's, yeah, it's as simple as the more money clubs get, the better players they can afford to Exactly. Pay the the, the, and, and the facilities are better, exactly. coaching's better, you know, it all, exactly. it all adds up. I think the, the facilities are generally getting there in yeah. the league, and also, as we touched on, the coaching is, is there. Um, it's just that. Getting these better players in the league, I think, as well now, just to raise that quality. So then, yeah, of course, well. improve. I think that's got to be the aim of the league, definitely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I've I've kind of thought about is is social media. How much of a role does social media play within, I guess, your league, mm. um, and your your role, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I think, um, certainly on Twitter, there's a big Welsh football following, right? Um, and that's where a lot of people get their sort of news from from our league in regards to Twitter and, and that type of thing. Yeah. And obviously you've got Scoria who put the highlights on Twitter and, and on TV and they have live games. So that's that's good exposure for the league. Yeah. Um, because the highlights go on to go on to social media and they get shared and so that that's been good. Um I think yeah, I think social media is important for um certainly at our level in terms of players can maybe promote themselves a little bit more. Yeah, of course. Certainly when they're younger, I wouldn't do it myself now at my age, but like when you're maybe nineteen you're trying to get back in the pro game or you're trying to get into the pro game and you're playing in the Welsh brand, it's a good chance to sort of blow up your profile, pr- sort of promote yourself a little bit. Yeah, of course, and, man. You know, the amount of scouts and agents, you know, I've been approached by agents myself, yeah. by social media, uh, scouring around Twitter and, and Facebook and these, these type of sort of sites. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it's, it, if it's used properly, um, it, it, can be, it can be a good sort of source. Um, for players at our level, definitely in terms of, like I say, promoting themselves a little bit. Um, so that's, see, that's, see, that, that, you know, we spoke a lot on this podcast about social media, but you, that's a great example of how, you, how it can be used positively, like you say, like an agent's approaching yeah, yeah. you. Um, and that's ultimately giving you opportunities, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, you've got to be careful with agents. There's a lot of, lot of yeah, no, yeah, of course, man. But I'm somebody, I don't trust, I don't trust people when they have messages from agents on Facebook and I'm thinking, why are you approaching me on, on Facebook? I mean, like, it's not really, yeah. I guess that's not. <laughs> I, I see for it, but then if you're a 19 year old lad, you're probably going to be and it's easy to sort of fall into. I guess you've got to be careful, that. but I think you know it, that opportunity to kind of you know sell yourself in yeah. a way is it, a positive thing, I think. I think so. If you're looking to get back in the pro game, I think yeah. social media is good, but then certainly in our league, I won't name. Name names and such about this. Some some players and and some clubs as well. They're, they're too much on social media as well. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. they they some players think they're playing in front of you know the new camp, but you know in front of ninety thousand people. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a really yeah. level as well. And yeah, yeah that's about staying humble, isn't it? Yeah, be humble. Yeah, got to be humble. I think yeah, some players not all, not all. But in fact, I've asked them Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's a few a little bit. We see that in a pro game, don't we? There's many, many players, yeah. like I mentioned off camera, like Mario Balotelli, yeah, people like that who, you know, they, they, they blow up on social media and then they're no more for, you know, setting off fireworks, wasn't yeah. it, one year? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah and what they're doing on the yeah. pitch. And the sad thing is that, you know, the guy was talented, you yeah. know, and if he if he had done what, you know, what, like Ronaldo does and doing the extra training yeah. and because he's got the raw talent there yeah. and developed yeah. himself. Um, could have been kind of like an icon, it's do you know what I mean? It's like, that's the pitfall of social media then, isn't it? Have you, have you met like players that have sort of fallen into that sort of celebrity trap of, you know, I got into football to be a footballer, but then 
Mm. Now I'm just sort of falling off because of not, not so much our level, but you do no. get, you do get, as I said, some examples where people think they're, they're talking as if they're, they're pros, and I think you just realise your level. Do you mean? Humble yourself, you're playing a decent level, but you know, don't get me wrong, but you're not, you're, saying, you're not playing at Old Trafford in front of the same thing, just some yourself. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. But, yeah, do they get, as players in the Welsh Premier get any sort of endorsement deals? Um, I'm not too. I'm not too sure to be honest. I'm not too sure. There might be one or two, maybe one or two. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of goalkeepers they they get sponsored by like glove companies. And okay. That, type that of would thing. make so sense, that, wouldn't it? That's generally. It's not. There's not many, if any, yeah. get boot deals or anything. It's you know. It's not maybe that high profile for that. But um, yeah, certainly goalkeepers do because they they're the examples. They're keepers of um, you know endorsing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Endorsing so, on social media. So. How do you think the Welsh game? Can develop itself and get bigger. It needs, it needs and, more and funding. Not, and, yeah, not, well, I guess money's yeah. ultimately money is the the one problem. But I, I suppose engagement. How do you think they build engagement? Yeah, it's, it's it's a tough one. I think that the league, you know, try a lot in terms yeah. of engaging. I think Scorio is massive. The, the SLC highlights. I think that that's been really good for the Welsh game. Yeah, um, and they're looking to develop that over the the leagues below us as well. Um, cool. Showing highlights of their game, so yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does expose yeah, expose it a little helps, bit more. It? it does, yeah. You know, you see examples of like, you know, if a worldy goal goes in on the weekend, like Soccer M, a couple of times have shown showing the goals, or so, where something funny happens, like in yeah, one yeah. of the games that score we were filming, and it sort of blows up a little bit. The example is um, obviously when we got to Europe, um, that that blew up. That did. Um, you know, it went it went viral. Yeah, really. I remember. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. scored the penalty, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, how did that feel? Yeah, 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 feel? yeah, yeah. I mean, I get, I get stick from it from from the boys all the time that I live off it, but it's. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to though, yeah. especially you know, like hundred percent, man. Yeah, that's, that's a phenomenal thing to yeah. to, to certain experience. I mean, they're just jealous. They're just jealous of me. No, no, they they give me stick, but you know, I'm, I'm happy it happened. And um, as I said, it went yeah, it went viral. To be fair, it went I think yeah, a couple of million views on social media yeah, which, is, yeah. which is massive for our league we don't get those type of views yeah it's um, class man you know I was getting interviews from like Russia France like yeah people, I remember yeah, that's crazy that feels surreal stuff, yeah. like having those oh, people it was, yeah it was mental yeah. it was mental and that whole month was um, crazy as well because we had like um, we had like a media officer at the time who, who got like Sky Sports down for right. a piece on us BBC Sport all the, all the major news outlets yeah, were doing yeah. bits we were having press conferences and we went out to Belfast before the trip, before the, the European trip, yeah. um, which was a hell of a trip with the, pub, with the boys. We obviously played like a warm-up match out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole month was... was class, was man. Quality, was there. Yeah, yeah that's, that's cool, man. And then playing out in Europe was... What was that like? Yeah, I played a team team from Luxembourg who were very good, to be fair, very good technically. Yeah. Um, a few of their boys played like full internationals for Luxembourg, so a lot of good experience. Um, and we did really well. Did really well. It was, yeah, it was a hell of an experience, to be fair. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned internationals. I saw that you you had a Wales call up. Was it was it for the Seas? Yeah, so yeah, Wales Sea team. Yeah, Wales semi pro. How, yeah. how was that? I mean, that's that's yeah. quite an achievement. I mean, in I've, itself. yeah, I've always said it that when you get called up for for your country at any level, it's yeah. Yeah, it's, of course, biggest, it's the biggest honour you can have, isn't it? Um, for sure. Belting at that anthem. Yeah, and I've, always, I've been involved in two games. Uh, got picked for a third, but it got called off because of the, the pandemic, right. yeah. which was a shame. But um, I've, every time I've been picked and I've started the game, I've I've always made sure I sort of enjoyed it. And, yeah, yeah. And really took it in because I think 
certainly when we, you know, when we're all still young and everything, that it can pass you by a little bit. Yeah, as you get yeah. Little, as you start to get a little bit older, as we as we are a little bit now, that you, you kind of start thinking, yeah, let's take this in. Like, yeah, of let's enjoy this moment because 100%. it doesn't it doesn't come, you don't know when it's going to come around again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, hopefully it will. Um, you know, hopefully there'll be future fixtures I get picked for, but you know, it might it might have been the last, so you just got to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Like, as you can, you know. Was there a, was there a golfing class when playing international football? Yeah, I mean, it was a good experience to play with, like, in, in theory, the better Welsh players, obviously, within the league. Obviously, we've got English players as well who were good, um, who obviously couldn't have been picked for that squad. Um, but yeah, put, you know, the, the level of training was decent. But then we obviously played England C, who were obviously a little bit of a, a step up again. And, and that, was, that was a good experience to see kind of the kind of lads who play at national league level, conference level. Um, and it was a bit of a step up. We competed in both games. I think we lost three two in the first one, drew two all in the second. So it's not bad, close games, it was competitive. Then, yeah. It was competitive. Yeah. yeah, we went a little bit more direct. I think um, the English boys were a little bit more slicker in possession, um, kept the ball well. But you know, they were competitive games and didn't feel sort of out of our depth really. Yeah, um, yeah. Which was good. Yeah, it was, yeah. Again, awesome experience. So yeah. If, if you had um, like a youngster who wanted to play for Cardiff Met now. Um, would they have to attend that university or could they attend another university and still get into the squad? Yeah, um, so yeah, they'd have to go to uni um, out there. So that's kind of something that they've, they've always stepped by is okay. either, like say, past students, staff or, okay, or current students. But we, we do have, through our academy sides um, and with the under-19 sides, obviously lads who are at different colleges and um, six forms across across Cardiff and across South Wales really we've got yeah. different areas people come from um, they're allowed to play for our under 19s um, because they've been involved sort of from under 16s up so um, so are they then that's, encouraged that's the to um, go from there to Cardiff Met yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's 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 so, so there's, there's scouts then are there scouts from Cardiff Met that go out and um, like school no we, we haven't got that's what we'd like to get yeah um, but you need a bit more of a budget for that and yeah of course and, yeah, like full-time jobs for people to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of our academy staff are part-time. The majority of us just don't have the time to get out and, and watch. But it's, you, you get players to the academy more through like links with community clubs. Yeah, of course, you know, man. To the grassroots game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, just to get the better players coming to the academy. And yeah, of course. We're, we're starting to get there. We, we've done a lot of good work in the last couple of years, so starting to get there. Yeah, man. Well, it sounds, yeah. sounds really positive. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that obviously that getting into Europe must have been really positive and I, I think that's obviously that's the plan going forward I'm guessing is that that's what yeah, you yeah. like do that again I yeah, guess yeah I'd love to do that again well you know from a personal perspective yeah of course man to kind of get that on your CV I guess um, to do it again would be, would be brilliant but yeah, yeah. for a club it would be massive as well but yeah you so. think man because actually getting into Europe how many footballers outside the Premier League mm. actually do that it's not many they don't they don't league 1 league 2 championship they don't doesn't really happen does it the unique thing about our league is we've got that as a, a bit of a selling point is the yeah. European places. Yeah, um, man. As I said, that you know, there's don't get me wrong, I'd probably swap a, a European experience to go and play five hundred leagues in a uh, game in the championship or of course, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, with the, with the rewards that brings. But at the same time, like you say that, you know, players who played at that level don't ever play European football and have that experience. So it's it's, it's a, bit, a, a bit of an ace ace up their sleeves really having that available. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very yeah, unique. Yeah, unique. yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. And I think um, you know you should have gratitude for that. It's, it's a it's a it's a good opportunity for you and a mm. good opportunity for the players and the teams. Um, and ultimately, I think it's yeah, like you say, it's a good signing point for the Welsh league, isn't it? For sure. Yeah. Um, do you think do you ever see yourself in the English leagues? 
I'd like to have a stab at it at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where what level that'll be, I don't know. But uh, if you were to say a level, like I, I guess the the level of the Welsh Prem, what sort of level would that meet in terms of the English league? Yeah. So uh, everyone always asks it. It's, it's hard to it's hard to judge. Yeah. I'd probably say maybe about conference south level, maybe. Okay. So you know, second highest league in sort of non-league football, which is yeah, basically yeah. level of football you get. Yeah, for of, sure. Yeah, yeah. A lot of ex um, ex pros dropping into those leagues. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe that level. You can kind of judge it off maybe pre-season results that we've had against teams at that level. Yeah, yeah. Generally, we, we have a draw or, or we win and it's competitive or, you know, beating one or two teams in you know, season So yeah. that's how you kind of can judge it, I suppose, directly. And like I said, the England C, Wales C games, a lot of the, um, the England C boys play in the, in the National League, um, which is conference level. Um, and obviously the Welsh, Welsh boys are Welsh Premier League players. So, and they've been competitive games, like I say, the the England boys, you know, they, they were a better side, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't, you know, miles apart between the levels, so, yeah. well, in the common side level, I'd say, probably. So, like, moving forward then, what's, what's your aims for the rest of the season then, Abs? Um, yeah, I think, obviously, to get in, uh, into the top six, obviously, the league splits at um, the halfway point, where yeah. the top six play each other for the rest of the season, bottom six, um, okay, for yeah, the rest yeah. of the season, and you can get playoff places to get into Europe off the back of that, although it's changed slightly this year. But, yeah. Um, yeah, get in the top six um, and just see where we go from there, really, uh, as a team. Obviously, I want to want to play as well as I can, score as many goals as I can. And How many goals are you this season? Only a couple, but I've been, it's been a stop-start season. Yeah. I had a couple of injuries. I had COVID quite recently, so I missed it. Of course you did, yeah. 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 So was, um, yeah. I probably missed like four or five games that I shouldn't have. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a little bit stop-start individually, but once I'm fit, I'll you know, probably get back. You're back firing. When you top goal score, a couple uh, yeah, a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, I've gen- generally sort of out there around the top top score for from that anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, normally. How many goals? How many goals you get that season when you were top goal scorer? Thirteen, thirteen in the league. Yeah, yeah. decent. Yeah. Nice man. It's all right. Keep smashing it, and, and yeah. good luck for the rest of the season, man. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you'll achieve what you want to achieve for sure. Yeah, no, it's been it's a pleasure, man. It's been and a good story. Yeah, and, and, and like it's it's really positive, like you demonstrating that yeah. people can have a, a a career in football outside, you know, being a pro, and you know, ultimately you get up every day and love what you do. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and I think that's how many people could say that about exactly. you know yeah. about their job. Yeah. Exactly, and yeah. that's got that's got to be like your 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 passion, I guess. And it's got yeah, to be I think, your, yeah, you know, people maybe take something from that that they, they want to go out and do something that they, they enjoy every day and you know not be stuck in, in the same job that's you know, for sure man and, on, and ultimately yeah. now you've got so many opportunities that's so many opportunities yeah, like yeah, when you when you do finish playing you can go coach you can do, you can do whatever you want to do yeah. now and ultimately you're still going to be stuck in the same thing doing the thing you love yeah do you know what I mean Which that's is, yeah no, actually I want to yeah. work in football long term I think yeah if I can do that you know like I say you get up every day and it's not work is it it's, it's, it's something you enjoy yeah, for sure yeah yeah, thank, yeah. thanks so much for sharing your story with us, man. It's been uh, it's been really interesting to me, and I hope our listeners can take something from it. Yeah, no, cheers for having me on. So, um, thanks to all our listeners and viewers. Um, give us a like, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Cheers, guys. Thank you.